this past week in the offices at all three parishes, it's been pretty hectic because a lot of people know it's the Christmas season, and like a lot of us, we procrastinate, we do things last minute, and a lot of people came into our offices for Scrip, so little gift cards you can get for you know, Dunham's or for Walmart or for Amazon or wherever you shop or wherever you eat to help support our Catholic schools. And as I was in there, I was printing off some things, and someone came in, there was a line, and the person just said, it's been an awful week. I should probably go to confession. I'm standing right there. With my arms kind of folded outside the printing room and just be like, is she going to have courage to come to confession or is she just going to complain and talk about it the whole time? And everyone around her pretty much said in one way or another, he's right there. Go to confession. But I saw her yesterday and I think she did go to confession. I don't know. Um, I think she did go to confession because she was much more happy after Mass, sometimes after Mass, I'll greet people after the, the 6 p.m. Mass if I have a 4 o'clock like I did yesterday. But all of Advent, the, the message is, is, is just pretty clear. We heard it a couple weeks ago from John the Baptist. We are called to prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. And I would just say the most simple and best way to prepare the way of the Lord is to go to confession. So why don't people go to confession more often? not because Father Matt doesn't preach about it, because he does. It's not because I don't preach about it, because I do. You know what? Why don't you go to confession more often? And for some of us, why has it been decades? I encourage everybody here to pray about why we just don't go to confession more often. And please don't hear what I'm not saying. So for those of you who do go to confession often, you know, and have been going more regularly, I want to encourage you to keep going, and I want to thank you for taking up that invitation, because it helps our community. Um, But typically, as I look at why people don't go to confession, it seems to come down to two reasons, and those two reasons are pride or fear. And pride and fear look like something. Pride and fear sound like something. So either you and I, we fall into these two camps. Pride sounds like this. I'm a good person. I'm not a sinner. I, I don't sin that bad, really. In fear sounds like my sins are just simply too big for God. If God really knew me, there's no way he could forgive my sins. And the question I would like to pose to everybody here today is this. If you are currently not in the habit of going to confession, then why be Catholic? And I don't mean to reduce the Catholic faith down to confession, but it's definitely a core and essential piece of how to be a Catholic. And maybe you're thinking, I go, I'm Catholic because of the Eucharist. I need that, that, that spiritual nourishment. I know I need the body and blood of Jesus. And I, and I believe it's a, a beautiful and holy reason to be Catholic. But I would remind us all here today that what the church, I want to remind us what the church actually teaches on the Holy Eucharist and confession. 
So whenever we look at what, the, what does the church teach, we always go to the catechism. And in paragraph 1415, the catechism says this, Anyone who desires to receive Christ in the Eucharist, Eucharistic communion must be in a state of grace. Anyone aware of having sinned mortally must not receive communion without having received absolution in the sacrament of penance. It's also just very important for us to not get scrupulous about the Eucharist because hopefully we're coming to see that the Eucharist brings about healing and the forgiveness of venial sins. However, if I have willingly missed Mass on Sunday or if I have willingly looked at pornography or willingly gotten drunk, cheated, stolen, lied, then that puts me in a state of mortal sin. And what the church has stated since day one is that if we do not repent and go to confession, we're not to receive the Eucharist. And later in the Catechism, St. Ambrose, one of our early church fathers, he says, because I always sin, I should always have a remedy for my sin in the Eucharist. In essence, because I sin, give me the Eucharist so I can stop sinning so much. And in paragraph 1417, the church also says this. The church warmly recommends that the faithful receive Holy Communion when they participate in the celebration of the Eucharist. She obliges them to do so once a year. And it is important to make a distinction when it comes to the forgiveness granted through the reception of the Eucharist. So in the Eucharist, Venial sins are forgiven, but not mortal sins. And later in, or earlier in paragraph 1395, the Catechism states the Eucharist is not ordered to the forgiveness of mortal sins. That is proper to the sacrament of reconciliation. And my fear is, I'm afraid that a lot of us here do not receive communion, the Eucharist, in a state of grace because we don't go to confession and we're receiving the Eucharist unworthily. Especially for those of us where it has been years or decades. And what Jesus desires to give us in the Eucharist is not being realized in our life because we don't go to confession. So in light of those two reasons of pride or fear as to why people don't seem to go to confession, I just want to offer some quick tips on how to make a good confession because maybe no one ever told you these things. So there's no judgment here. It's just a simple, maybe you didn't know these things. And that's how I would approach this if I was sitting in the pews because when I grew up, no one wanted to talk about these things. So currently in the church, in this church, these three parishes, we offer confession before four out of the five masses every weekend and on Tuesday nights. However, this Christmas Eve, Father Matt and I will be available one hour before every single Mass to go to confession. So here are some tips to make a good confession. The first tip is simply prepare. Don't come to confession without coming prepared, without examining your conscience, which we're called to do. Especially if there's a line, please don't come unprepared, because that can take a long time. But today, the beautiful thing is, there's really no excuse not to prepare and not to examine our conscience. We have forms in, right across from the elevator to your right, and we have forms right next to the confessional. If you look to your left, you, all you in the back, you can see that table back there. 
you can see those forms. And it has forms for an examination of conscience for a married person or a single person or a young adult or teen or even a child. And if you use a smartphone, there are apps for you. You can just simply go through an examination of conscience and just click the green arrow for which, which sin you committed with a, with, a, with a relevant radio app or even the confession app. There's so many different apps out there right now. And then you just, when you click done, you just go to confession, you read them all off, say your act of contrition, get absolved, and boom, you're done. So the first thing is simply to prepare. And also, unpreparedness sounds like something. So sometimes, when people come to confession, they'll say, Father, please forgive me. It's been 5, 10, 15, or even 50 years since the last confession, and I was impatient and lustful, and these are my sins. Usually, the priest will ask if you have missed Mass in the past 5 or 10 years, and if you've done your examination of conscience, every single examination of conscience will say there that missing Mass is a mortal sin, and we're supposed to confess that. So firstly, begin by preparing. Secondly, just looking at how do I begin? How do I, how do I go to confession? We just start by saying, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been so much time since my last confession. And it's also helpful to let the priest know what is your state in life. Are you a widow or a widower? Are you married? Are you single? And one thing I encourage people to do is to is, if, imagine if all your sins are in your backpack just sitting there. Start with the biggest and heavy ones first. Get the heavy rocks out first. But don't be afraid if you don't remember how to go to confession. That's what the priest is there for. He's help, there to help you and guide you. And just say, bless me, Father. It has been so long since my last confession. And then just begin. And sometimes people come to confession and say, bless me, Father. I don't remember how, how long it's been since my last confession. Come on. <laughs> Everyone knows how long it's been since our last confession. Everyone knows. And this just simply helps the priest. And the church teaches that we must go to confession at least once a year. So there's your minimum, at least once a year. But all are encouraged to go more often. But again, just be honest. You're confessing your sins to Jesus. And all of us know how long it's been. And the difference between four weeks and four years and 40 years is really, really big. And this just simply gives the priest some idea of how to counsel you, to help you. The next thing is to confess in kind and number. The church asks us to confess in kind and number. In paragraphs 1456 in the Catechism, the Catechism states, When Christ's faithful strive to confess all the sins they can remember, they undoubtedly place all of them before the divine mercy for pardon. But those who fail to do so, and keyword knowingly, withhold some, they end up placing nothing before the divine goodness for the remission through the mediation of the priest. And in quotes, it says, For if the sick person is too ashamed to show his wound to the doctor, the medicine cannot heal what it does not know. So that is just simply to say, don't withhold everything. Bring everything to the light. There's nothing to be ashamed of in confession. But it's also not okay to say, bless me, Father, for I've done some bad things that I should not have done. 
I don't even know what that means. Did you kick a cat or something? Like, I don't know. Did you rob a bank? Like, what's the disparity there? So just by saying kind and number helps the priest understand what you did. And, and naming it is really important. Um, it, it, it's, it's different if you say, bless me, Father, for I've gotten drunk, versus, Father, I get drunk every single weekend, and I can't remember the last time I didn't get drunk on purpose on the weekend. Now, it's different to say I've committed adultery versus I've committed adultery eight times with four different women. It's different to say I've lusted in my heart because I I look at pornography versus saying I look at women impurely. So again, naming it, just saying I did it, I own it, and I ask you, Jesus, to wipe it all away. And it's important that we name them to the best of our our ability by preparing and praying. And there's so much power in naming it, not letting that sin have hold over you anymore and owning it and asking Jesus to wipe it away. But it's also sometimes in order to understand what confession is, it's also helpful for, for those of us who like to say, well, what is confession not? And confession is not a place of petition. So if we say, bless me, Father, I need to be more kind. I need to be more charitable. You know, those are, those are really good things. So please ask for those things, just not in confession, because those are petitions. There's a difference when I say, bless me, Father, I confess the sin of not being charitable towards my coworkers or my friends or those at school, and I gossip behind their backs every day when I get home, versus saying, I'm not charitable. So the difference is, I name my sin, and I own it. And confession is also a place to not confess the sins of other people. That's strange. I'm sure no one does that here, of course. The priest doesn't need to hear the sins of other people and how other people do bad things. We're well aware of that. We can just turn on the news. It doesn't take very long. I can say that if we do that, we're not preparing. It's just a simple sign, just prepare. We're there to confess our own sins. So I want to encourage um, just a few things just to make sure that we're not confessing the sins of others. The priest doesn't also, he doesn't need to know the backstory and why it's someone else's fault as to why you sinned. Bottom line, the priest's desire is to know that you're sorry and to absolve your sins. And there will definitely be times where you need counsel and you need direction, but simply just stated, if there's a long line, it's probably just not going to happen because the priest wants to make sure he can get everybody through confession. And if you know that it's been a long time and you need a lot of counsel, you're going through a really tough time, I always encourage you, don't be afraid to make a phone call and ask the priest to maybe walk with you a little bit. And the next thing the priest might ask after you confess all your sins He might just ask you just to nudge you, but not because he's curious, because he could really care less, but just to nudge you, to give you a little courage. He might just ask you, is there anything else? And sometimes that just gives us the opportunity to really get that one dark, ugly one out that we've been struggling with for a long time, that we're embarrassed about. And then the priest will give you a penance. And penance is an outward sign of showing Jesus that I am truly sorry and I repent of my sin. But if you and I do not repent of our sin and we also don't have a plan to change our lives after confession, and the priest kind of senses that and he asks, well, do you plan on doing that sin again or not? And you say, I'm going to keep doing that sin. Then the church teaches the priests 
to not forgive your sins until you have made a plan and a resolution. So if you do plan on changing and you do want to change, you'll definitely receive absolution. And the priest will, give you, will say, please make an act of contrition. And for those of you who go to confession here, it's right on the wall. It's right there for you. So you don't have to worry about that. There's about 10 or 12 different versions. Um, or the priest, you might hear a priest, if you go somewhere else, he might just ask you, are you sorry for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Yes. And do you have the intention of not doing it again? Yes. That's an act of contrition. The act of contrition that I do is, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Done. That is an act of contrition. Then the priest will absolve your sins. And the second he finishes that prayer of absolution, the most beautiful thing happens. All of your sins are wiped away, forgiven, forgotten. And the weight of those sins is now washed away in the blood of Jesus at the foot of the cross. So I just want to encourage you not be afraid to go to the sacrament of reconciliation because you are also protected by the seal of confession, which means I cannot even acknowledge that you came in. Father Matt or any other priest cannot acknowledge. And if he did acknowledge that you came to confession, he can't be a priest anymore. Priests have also been brought to jail because they went to court and they tried to prosecute the, the priest and say, did that person come to confession? And the priest will say, I don't know. And priests have gone to jail for that because they believe in the seal and the power. And that's the beauty of the sacrament. And sometimes I think for some of us, we think, well, why would I go to confession? Because I'm just afraid that I might do those sins again. But that's what your penance is for. The priest will give you a penance to keep your will strong. So imagine a tree. If your, your, your will is a tree, when the temptation comes, we're called to go back to our penance to keep our will strong so we don't bend towards that sin anymore. And I think it's just really important to know who God is in all of this. Remember that our God is a good, good Father. He's the father of every single prodigal son and prodigal daughter in here. And every time we fall, he just runs to us and picks us up again and again and again. And good fathers do that. And for those of you who have had a negative experience in confession, or if the priest is mean to you in confession, I just encourage you to, do, to say these words. To say, Father, I did not come here to be scolded. I came here to receive God's mercy and compassion and to be forgiven. And then I just encourage you to get up and leave and go to another priest. You don't need that, and I don't need that. None of us need that. And one other thing I encourage our families to do is go to confession, make, make a plan to go to confession as a family. And I always encourage, let dad go first, then mom, and then the oldest through the youngest. Because a family that prays together stays together. And I remind all parents here, when you had your children baptized, you promised the priest, you promised all of your, all of your family members, everyone that was there, you promised all of them that you would raise your child in the Catholic faith, and you also promised that you would be the main leader in the family, the main example so if this is a, a newly for you to turn, I just encourage you to ask the question, why not start now? Why not start this week by preparing? And you'll see confessional tables again by the, by the, um, 
by the elevator and also by the confessional for your state in life. And it's a come prepared. And the whole message of Advent is simple. It's just repent. Jesus came for all of us in all of our darkness to take care of our souls. Let us take a moment of silence to ask for the grace to make a good and holy confession this Christmas. Amen.